You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Can We Talk? This is your boy Eric, and I'm here with Anthony. Anthony, how you doing today? Doing good. How are you? Good. I'm doing well. Before we start, this show today is brought to you by Audible. Audible is a leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet. Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks and other audio products. Users can sign up as an Audible listener, which gives them book credit each month for a low monthly fee. Customers download their choices of, of and, and can access them on the iPhone, Android devices, Fire tablet, iPad, or other MP3. If you want to start a free day, sorry, sorry, a thirty day trial, um, your fa- first audiobook is free. Reach out to http forward slash forward slash www.audible.com forward slash Detroit or send a message to text Detroit to five hundred five hundred. Anthony, I know you, you're an Audible member. Tell me about a little bit of, of the the products and services. Uh, yeah, let, me, let me show you how it's done, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, with being an Audible member, it's it's a great thing. Someone like me who works a lot, I don't have time to sit down and physically read a book. Whereas certain novels, you have read by these excellent narrators, like you have Invisible Man by Ralph Ellison, read by mm-hmm. Joe Morton, who plays Papa Pope on Scandal. You have That's awesome. You have Stephen King's Mister Mercedes, read by Will Patton. Um, one of those random dudes from Armageddon, but he's a great speaker. Great, he, he's a great narrator, though. He was in the forefront, for foreground. You probably didn't remember his character, but he's a great narrator. Okay, yeah, I feel like it's it's the wave of the future. I feel like having somebody, a competent narrator, mm-hmm. read your book is great. And Audible has all the best selection and the best readers. And for summer reading, I, it's it's especially great. Do they have Morgan Freeman on there? Yeah, I think they do. I need to hear Morgan Freeman voice. I don't, <laughs> I don't know the exact one, but I know they do. But I know they have Marshawn Ali reading the novel oh. that inspired the Free State of Jonas. Oh yeah, the Free. Uh, I want to get the, the name right. I think it's the Free State of, of Jonas. I believe you're right. Yeah, with Matthew McConaughey, and um, that's great. They have many um, Free State of Jones. Excuse Jones, me, Jones. Okay, and they have many. Um, High-profile actors reading classic novels. I think mm-hmm. um, Michael C. Hall, who plays Dexter, he read mm-hmm. Stephen King's Pet Cemetery. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a I'm an Audible fan. So again, you all for a 30-day trial and your first audiobook free, go to www.audible.com forward slash Detroit and text Detroit to 500-500. Again, www.audible.com forward slash Detroit and text Detroit to 500-500. I'm excited. I'm about to sign up for this. That's you should actually. Cool. You you should. It's it's great. So I want to start off today's episode by getting a little bit into current events. Did you put it in the text code too? The text code Detroit five hundred five hundred. Okay, great. Remember that text Detroit five hundred five hundred, and I'm about to do that right now as we speak. Give me one second to get my free audio book, and I think. Shana's coming in right now. Oh, I think now. Shana, yeah, Shana's joining. There she is. She's an Audible member, too. Shana, you got Audible, right? Yes. Perfect. And I heard some great things about it. Anthony gave me all an insight, and I'm about to sign up right now. Remember, text Detroit to 500-500. So we were talking about the current events. <clears throat> Anyone heard about the Amarosa situation that was, was occurring? 
Yo, I'm looking at Shayna's shirt right now. <laughs> wait, what, wait, what's your shirt say, Shayna? Hold on. It says, please treat me like I am a white person. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Nicole was here to see this. Oh, my God. <laughs> y'all, when y'all see this on YouTube and Facebook, like you need to stand up just right in front of the camera so to, to show them. That's, so what's the, the the cows is the, the name of the brand? No, it's the uh, it's the name of another podcast that I listen to. Oh, plug, we got to plug them, too. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, Amarosa, she she went all out on Trump. Did y'all hear about that? So so apparently, for those who don't know, Amarosa, and I'm kind of I'm kind of upset about the way she's doing it now. But Amarosa, uh, she has a book coming out Tuesday, and so leading up to her book, she's been dropping hints that there's some some recordings of Donald Trump saying some racist stuff, the N word, you know, calling other people out their names, stuff that we pr- pretty much everybody knew he does that. Um, but now it's coming out. And so my beef is that why now? You know, if you felt so disrespected, you know, if you felt that he was racist, you know, why would you want to wait until, you know, the the day your book comes out, the week your book comes out to feel all upset? I think it's pretty obvious, man. Everybody on that administration is trying to get a bag. I think Omarosa was trying to get a bag. Everyone was trying to get a bag and the bag didn't exist. So they're going to get it however way they can. So I'm not surprised by the tell all book. I won't be getting it. Nah. Um, don't audible that, y'all. Don't, <laughs> don't waste your money on that one. But I just feel like for her. Credits. <laughs> but for her, I just feel like um, her credibility is already shot. Like, again, you can't come to me crying, you know, saying, oh, he's racist. He looked down towards black people. But you were eagerly willing to accept his administration I, and a job there. I would probably give her the benefit of the doubt if she wasn't pushed out of the administration. If it like something that she went in. Um, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the book and the movie uh, by Sam Greenlee called The Spook That Sat By The Door. Hmm. Um, Say that again. The Spook That Sat By Uh-oh. The Door oh, um, is basically about a black CIA agent. <clears throat> he is the the first. Um, and he gathers. He basically joined the CIA to gather intel wow. to take that information back to the black community so they could use that information. Um for a construct to be constructive, mm. but I, he wasn't pushed out. Like he left on his own yeah. and he acted in a certain way, you know, in order to make, you know, white people feel comfortable mm. around him. And so that they would give him information. Wow. Wow. So I don't think it's that type of situation. Like I said, because she didn't leave on her own. She yeah. was pushed out. She was literally like kicked out yeah. <laughs> of the administration. Wow. But that's deep, though. I, I mean, again, I, I'm sure we all know. I'm sure he says some stuff, the N word, multiple times. Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry. Um, but it's just weird timing for me. She could have came out with this, you know, months ago when she was kicked out of administration. You know, back in I think it was earlier this year. Um, so it's a little too late for me. But I may read it if I can get it for free. Like, right. well, <laughs> if you download. <laughs> I wouldn't even rent that from the library. That, you know? Like I, um, I got Donna Brazil's book. For, like if it's like I'm not a fan of Donna Brazil, yeah. um, but I, I got her book from the library. I read it, so mm. I, I will get it from the library. Okay. I do want to touch on another incident that happened. A couple, I think a couple of days ago. Um, did you hear about this guy who stole a plane? Yeah, trying to see Beyonce. No, this is well, this is different. <laughs> so there, yeah, there was a guy who stole a plane to try to see the on the run tour. He got caught before he was on actually. On the run will be here when tomorrow. Yep. 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 Before he, so it was a guy who stole a plane back. I think it was in Texas or something. But this is another guy. I think he was in maybe Seattle. Um, he stole a plane, actually flew it, 
and then crashed it and, and died. Uh, I think he has some mental issues. He, you can hear him on an um, audio recording just saying, like, he's about to do a barrel roll and, <laughs> and then nosedive and call it a night. I'm like, man, this guy, he, he lost it. But, um, man, that was an interesting situation. I've never seen – first off, how do you get access to the plane? Uh, he was a worker there, but still, even as a worker, I'm sure you can't get on the tarmac and hop in a plane. Um, but that was just definitely an interesting story if y'all followed it. Um, the audio recording was crazy. It's like 28 minutes long. This guy pretty much ranting on about, you know, he's just uh, going through some stuff in his life. And so he decided to just hijack this plane and, and kill himself. So, yeah, that's that's unfortunate. <laughs> but for my current events, that's that's pretty much it. Um, I want to touch on anything that y'all saw in the news this week that didn't you say something about chicago oh yeah chicago the violence in chicago it happened last week um it was a crazy weekend in chicago i believe like somewhere in the double digits people got killed like 11 people got killed or something over the weekend over that weekend um and it's, it's just it's sad you know we got to come together you know as a community fight this this violence in terms of gun violence um but also understand the systemic issues and where this, this sort of lies where it comes from um and so it's not just on the black community, you know, it's not just on these kids who are killing each other, it's on the whole system. We all got to figure out a way to, um, you know, come together, fix this, you know, resolve these issues, especially in communities like Chicago who are dealing with this stuff, you know, every weekend. So I agree. So let's, should we move the segment on? Y'all ready to move on to the? Sure, let's go to Hip Hop Corner. <laughs> all right, what you listen to? I. I tried to listen to Nicki Minaj. <laughs> oh, I tried to. Was... Nicki Minaj, Queen. Yeah, I tried. To. I've heard mixed reviews. I heard that some people say it's you know it's a it's a regular Nicki Minaj album. Some people say they want to hear bars and instead heard other things. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Do you feel? Uh, well, go ahead. I'll let you. No, go ahead. Do you feel like she um, she's trying so hard to hold on to that Queen status that is fading away from her with the Cardi B's and Rhapsodies coming up or? I feel like um, I I take an issue with any artist that doesn't grow with their audience. Mm. That's well, anybody. Like yeah. I I tried to listen to it, the song with Eminem, and that could have been Eminem's very best verse. I couldn't <clears> make <throat> it because she said something like Mrs. Like Sippy. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel like for her, she you couldn't skip ahead to his verse. Is what <laughs> right. you're oh, I, just, I, I, I was listening to an audio book, and then I, <laughs> I decided to take a break. I was like, "Well, I gotta listen to this for the hip hop corner," and I'm like, "No, I'm gonna go back to my book. I can't. Like, I just, I just can't. Like, we're the same. Like, me and her, we're the same age. Yeah. And I just feel like she's, um, like she, like a lot of other artists, they're catering to a certain age group i mean that's what sells though i mean that's that's kind of that's marketing you know i feel like you have to be honest with yourself like if you if you can't find a way to merge with both the adults and the kids then you got to pick one or the other some some like you said some artists grow with their audience Mm. i guess nikki is tapping into the kids and from a business aspect i can't hate on that but from a hip-hop aspect i'm like well i guess she's stuck where she is yeah i mean even artists like and i know some of y'all don't really care for jay-z but jay-z he found a way to do it. Like even though he's forty nine years old, he can still make music where everybody sort of feels. You know, they 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 like it regardless I, of age. I think by the time Eminem matured in his music a bit, because I do believe he matured in his music. Speaking yeah. about recovery, addiction, and all that. By that time, some people had 
reflecting on the things he said in his past, the irreverent things and says, you know, you're a homophobe, you're yeah. you're a racist and stuff like that. When it was really just Eminem being or being a, just a, a dumb rebel. Yeah. That's the reason we liked him because he was like he was he was dumb, he was a rebel, and he could rap. You know, that was the only reason. Yeah. But I think some of that stuff catches on to artists like him, and he's trying to like kind of like revert that. Like he doesn't play clean out my closet anymore because homeboy dissed his mom. You know, he mm-hmm. he realizes that wasn't cool. Yeah. But um, when you try to when you're an adult and you try to like corner the market on kids, like what about the kid artists that like need to break into that market? Mm. We don't have a lot of like a uh, child like you know coming up. We had brand like I had Brandy. Right. I had another bad creation. I had Crisscross. I had kid friendly music that's made that was made by other kids. Mm. And now it's just like, well, you get the clean version of Future. Well, that's I mean, true. no, that's not true. I mean, they 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 still got the Disney Channel artists. They still got the Mint Condition. They still got you know other artists that that are their age that do. They got you know Watch Me Nene and all stuff like that. I still think the kid artists are out here and they are clean and they're not out saying parental things. But I think sometimes we we forget the fact that some of these artists that are out right now, like even um, my man's what's his name uh. Push him to the edge, kid. <laughs> hmm? this, this, uh, what's what's name? Uzi, Uzi Vert. Like he's like twenty one years old. He's he's a kid. Like this, these are still younger kids. Like we in our minds, we think they're not. But I was reading um, an article about that, and they were basically saying like how artists get the least amount of money, like out of any industry. Like as far as like with the labor, when mm-hmm. you put the the amount of labor that they That's put true. in, they get the least amount of money. And a uh, little Uzi Bird, he only got nine hundred thousand dollars from that song, and wow. they say the song made almost five million dollars. Wow, he signed a three hundred, right? Is he? Yeah. Think so? Yeah, something like that. Oh yeah, the Leo Cohen interview. Did anybody watch that? On the oh, Breakfast I didn't Club? see it. Oh, okay. I didn't have interest. But uh, go ahead. I mean, he basically um, solidified um, his. Uh, he basically admitted to being a culture vulture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Figured. That's basically it. Like, he was talking about, you know, like, I'm at the country club, and I'm mm-hmm. golfing with other people, like, probably the country clubs that, like, your artists can't mm-hmm. right. get into. And my kids went to college off of sucker MCs. Mm-hmm. Well, what about their <laughs> kids? Like, did they yeah. go to college off of that? But hip-hop music is profitable. I mean, that's why you see kids of all backgrounds buying you know these artists they're selling money and i think for him he found his niche he's like all right you know people buying it's it's mainstream Um, obviously it's wrong to make money off the backs of a a culture and a a music that you don't care for yeah he doesn't even listen to rap music i I have criticism for both these guys but um dame dash was on a joe budden's podcast and from the article i read he said like Joe Budden was like, hey, I want to set up a meeting between you and Lear so y'all can let out your differences and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Dame said, hey, I would be down for that meeting. I, I would actually listen to that That'd conversation be between them. I would listen to that because yeah. I, I, I would want to get to the root of why Dame doesn't like Lear and Lear doesn't like Dame. I mean, it was pretty much laid out in that interview. Right. <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the Breakfast Club interview. And but, uh, uh, shout out to Charlemagne. Like, I really don't feel like they're good journalists mm-hmm. on there. But he did ask him the hard questions because he was like, you know, they was talking about the drug culture. And, of course, Lior was talking about the heroin epidemic. And he like, wait, what about 
you have these artists on your label that mm-hmm. rap about doing drugs. Yeah. So you're a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, the latest in, in, in Kanye news, though, which, really, oh God, which really, yeah. really, shouldn't been, really shouldn't have been news. There's a reason I'm talking about this is that I, I guess in a new Kanye song, he said, um, he said, I got sisters in laws I would smash or something like that mm-hmm. or that I would imagine smashing. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is the craziest thing he ever said. Uh, like I mean, I don't even think it was worth like headlines, though. Yeah, it's it's not worth. I mean, it's it's weird, but is it weird? No, I'm I'm not sp- I'm not speaking from a personal aspect, but you know, there are some people that got boyfriends and girlfriends whose siblings they be looking at like, oh, okay, she's cute, just for yeah. a fleeting second. I mean, is that really a weird thought? <laughs> I guess yeah, I guess that's not really. I mean, I'm not defending. I'm not defending to say, the to man. say it all out and put in a song. I mean, that's that's a little different, but. This isn't it's, the craziest it's, thing but it's Kanye. Said. It's Kanye. He's, he's trying to push the, the envelope a little bit. Did y'all? I, I actually listened to Travis Scott too. Did I you like it? it? You know what? Some of this, uh, he has some good songs on there. I, I wish he would have named the um, features. I was a little confused. Like, he does, he doesn't do that. Yeah, well, there's but, a reason you, you want to surprise folks. But the Drake one, it was a, I like that one. Um, what was it called? Because you don't you don't want people to know what's, who's going to show up. That's that's. I, I think it's better that way. Yeah, because I will skip. Yeah. To like the song that he had, I think he had with Andre 3000. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mom, I would have skipped all of that just for that. Just to, right. Oh, oh, I just thousand. Let me listen to that. But I was surprised. I don't really listen to Travis Scott like that. I was, I, I liked it. I liked it. Um, what else did I listen to? I listened to her. That was the, good. Yeah, that was really good. She one. Remind, the, the first song reminded me of Lauren Hill so much. I swear, I was like, that's Lauren Hill vibes all day. But I, I like her. Like she, she does that's great vocals. I love the song that she has with Bryson Tiller. Oh yes, um, her and Daniel Caesar. I like that. Um, that's not on the album, but the song they have the best part. Yeah, yeah, that's on Daniel Caesar's album. That's on Daniel Caesar's. Yeah, but that's a good one as well. Yeah, but I, she was she's underrated. I, I've just got into her recently. I think that she's probably one of the best you know, female vocalists out here. How old is she? She's like twenty one. Wow! Like, like wow. these, like he's like all these, like soul, like the new soul singers, mm. like like Khalid, yeah. Daniel Caesar. They're not even. I think Daniel Caesar might be the oldest, and he's twenty three. Wow! So that's showing you the kids are making a way. They paving, they paving the way. You know, in, in the music industry right now. R and B. Well, yeah, R and B, not rap. Yeah, guess what? I just got into recently. Um, about it, about it, by. Master P and True. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I love that song because I've really? heard so many remixes of it by contemporary rap artists that I, I, wanted, I wanted to listen to the original song, and I really like it. Man. Part Man. one and part two. You had to been around back when that movie <laughs> was popular. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I was what watching movie? Paid in Full. About it, about it. it, that, that, about that it. was a movie? That's a soundtrack mm-hmm. in a movie. Yeah. Speaking, <laughs> of movie, speaking of movies, I was watching Paid in Full on Netflix. All right. That's my that's my realm. <laughs> oh, my Anthony's two cents. Now go ahead, go talk about. No, Peyton no, I was just Ford. saying, I haven't seen it in a minute. It's actually a really, it's really good. It's way better than I gave it credit for back in the day. Um, only issue is that it seems a little like spotty in parts. It's like you know, how did you get from here to here? Yeah, but, I mean, obviously they're not real. You know, that's not they. Well, it's based on a true story. Uh, there, there's a lot in there. Yeah, but yeah. what I love is the meme online. Like the Call of Duty meme, like when somebody loses and they got Makai fight for crying. Like I'm telling you, man, I'm gonna kill somebody if I if I lose my son, man. Oh like, my god, this is how you yeah, feel every time you lose a Call of Duty game. Yeah, I watch Netflix. A lot of gems on Netflix. I watch Negotiator. 
with my boy no. with Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson. With that yeah. bad wig. I don't know. Like, why was he like a, a brown, light brown yeah. wig he was wearing? It was like a short afro. It was, yeah, it was, <laughs> but it was terrible. It wasn't even good. It was, it, yeah. It was on the Shree Tanadar side of the game. I swear there's two actors who I believe never were young, and that's Samuel Jackson. Morgan and then Morgan Freeman. I swear I've never seen even lean Samuel on Jack- me. He's young. He's young and lean on me. Younger. He, right. He still look like he's about he's a principal. Forty five. And then Sam Jackson. He had that one movie back in the early nineties. What was it? Uh, he was in Jungle Menace Fever. to Society. Yeah, he, had a, Finger. he had a short. Role but he still looked older than that. Like he looked like he was probably in his thirties at that time. But that's something he was. He had been working on his craft for a really long time. Yeah. So. Before I get into my reminisce, reminiscing, what do y'all think about the Oscars adding that um, category for popular. best popular film? Some people mm-hmm. feel like that that that's gonna cause a separation between art and just popular popcorn movies. So that that's the main criticism, and I'm like, well, you could look at it that way, but for yeah. for the kind of like records that that Black Panther broke or yeah. films like that, like they kind of deserve recognition. I agree because I think when film critics get to film critics get together, I think they. <laughs> They tend they tend to pick these obscure films I've never heard of as being like the right, the best right. films. But in, in in reality, the most popular ones are they should be recognized as well. If you got a billion dollars in the box office, how come you shouldn't be you know given some recognition as a for an award? But the best popular is it the best popular movie or the most popular movie? I mean, does it matter? I mean, because the most popular doesn't best? mean it's always quality. Well, True? I mean, I don't know how. Exactly, they are um, categorizing these, but I, all I know is that um, popular film Oscar, I guess that's what it is. Mm. Yeah, uh, popular film Oscar, that's 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 what it is. Best okay. picture, popular film. I think that's also to draw um, like more ratings. Mm. Probably so, because if you if you if it's like a popular movie category, then in a lot of people go see movies mm. like oh yeah I went to go see that and I thought it was really low or or I went to go see all of these right. and I want to see which one is going to win that's right. right well they do that for the best pictures too when it gets close to Oscar time you know theaters like AMC they got like a whole roster of the films that are nominated you can have a marathon or go see each one individually yeah I mean I think I think it's it's the right thing to do because I mean honestly you know these actors and these producers directors are putting a lot of time and effort even though they are doing a remake of a, a Marvel movie that's been done, you know, four or five times, I think they should get some recognition. I mean, that's just me personally. I, I think that is the right thing to do, even though it might not be technically the the best picture of the year. It's popular, right? Yeah. Um, yesterday, last night, I was kind of in my feelings. Like 2001 Space Odyssey. <laughs> do you love me? <laughs> right. 2001 Space Odyssey came back into theaters. It was um, it's at the Redford Theater this weekend. It was released and re-released in 70 millimeter. If you know about this film, it came out in 1968 and like kind of like changed how science fiction films were made forever. Yeah. It, it, I mean, if you ask me to describe what this movie's about, which like 30 minutes in, I saw it Friday night with my girl and I saw it Saturday by myself. Friday night, I was too busy explaining it to my girl, like, who was like, what the heck is this movie about, Anthony? We jumping from apes to being in space. Like, I pretty much just say this movie's about, you know, where we come from, where we're going, space, artificial <laughs> intelligence, and the unknown. Mm. I know that's vague, but it's a vague, beautiful movie, like... You gotta understand. I'm 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 in the theater, and as soon as the opening card comes on with the you know the ba 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 
And then you see 2001: A Space Odyssey at the bottom of the screen. Like I'm, I'm emotional, man. I'm, 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 I'm near teary eyed. Like, <laughs> like I, I, I see a touch of God in this because it's like, listen, I always want to know what it was felt like for that film to be released originally in 1968. And last night I kind of got a touch of it. You know what I mean? And I realized 2001 ain't for everybody. Like it requires patience. It's a, yeah. it's a very slow movie. It's really a movie you just sit back and enjoy. But I just wanted to say that, you know, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think we should have more screenings like that for classic movies. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's it. So you shed a thug tear? For- <laughs> I did, man. That one struggle tear came down? I was like, oh. I, I'm serious, That's what happened the first time I saw Beyonce and she came out. <laughs> oh, my God. This is like, <laughs> I, they're releasing the whole, um, shoot, what is it, Harry, Harry Potter series. I think for a, a week. I'm not sure where, but it's going to be for a week. So if y'all want to see that, that's a a good recap you know gives man you a- i love harry potter so much like when i went to universal studios jordan was like stop cussing i'm like oh shit look <laughs> look man i got butter beer like look man, like look oh, oh shit uh, this is dope and that came out when i was like what was it 2001 first came out i was 11 so i grew up with the whole harry potter series so that's it's kind of crazy to see it when you're older yeah, you know, I um I like Harry Potter. I like Harry Potter a lot, but I, I don't know if I go see it. I don't know if I'm in love with it that much. But um, yeah, I just watch it at home. Yeah, yeah. When I told the Space Odyssey thing to my dad, like I always wanted to ask people who were alive back then if they went to see it. I know my dad wasn't concerned with Space Odyssey. I said, "Hey, I'm going to see Space Odyssey tonight." He's like, "He said, oh, is that is that the one with Harrison Ford?" I'm like, "No, that's that's Blade Runner." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, oh yeah, that too." I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Said, I'm, I'm like, all right, uh, never mind. <laughs> so, like, I kind of just ended up going by myself the second night, and I it was really rewarding. Mm. I liked it, man. Well, I saw a movie this weekend. It was really good. Black Klansman. How'd you that, like it, man? Give us your interested. review. You weren't interested. You got to give it to you. You got to see it. interested. Oh, my God. So. But how did, um, how did, was John Washington? He did it. He did an amazing job. So. For those who don't know, Black Klansman is about it's a true story based off of a Colorado police officer who went undercover um, to infiltrate the KKK. So essentially he was using his voice to communicate over the phone and then his partner would go in and meet them in person. So it was like coordinating the efforts between, you know, this this one guy, but well, between two guys under the, the name of one guy who was Ron Stallworth. And obviously, you know, Spike Lee has this sort of his cinematography is almost always amazing. He has that still shot where mm-hmm. you know he's floating through. Yeah. Um, so he had that towards the, towards the end, and you know the music is always amazing with Spike Lee films. Um, he plays it, music in every scene, doesn't he? Yeah. He's known for that. Yeah, yeah. every scene. So every scene is, is, but it talks about sort of this this counterbalance between you know um, the black people in the community where they're trying to trying to fight the forces of you know the suppression, um, but also infiltrating to see the, sort of the hate that's built into. Uh, the KKK and, and sort of these two stories like just juxtaposed to each other. Um, it, it's it's really good. You got to you got to see it. I, and I walked out at the end. They had the scene where they they brought it to the Charlottesville um, protest, and it showed like the car plowing through the the people, and you know um, Heather Hayer, you know, unfortunately passing away. Talked about her, and it was sad. People were in the, in the audience crying, like people were shocked. Like when the movie went off, it was dead silence for like. Five minutes, like people were just sitting there not knowing what to say. Yeah, um, I went to see Fruitvale Station. That's how it, it was it, when I saw Twelve Years a Slave. It was. I, it I was, have not. I will not. <laughs> but I read the book. That's enough for me. I cry reading the book. Go and, ahead, Eric. And it, and I'm not giving because I'm just giving y'all some of the key points. But right. um, 
you got to see it because it's going to give you because we all we, I'm sure you heard the story on, on Twitter and, and th- people talked about it, but it gives you it shows you how far we haven't come. Right? It shows you just like we are dealing with some of the same issues that even back in 1979 or whatever year it was um, when he infiltrated the KKK in Colorado, it was some of the same rhetoric, rhetoric where, where the people were using sort of this economic um, anxiety and you know people coming over and stealing jobs, inflation, and sort of using that as a cover for their racism, right? So they're like, no, we're not racist. We're just, you know, um, the, the the economy's not doing well and, you know, we're losing our job. Inflation is going up. And they use that to sort of justify, you know, their hate for other cultures. And you can start to see that as well, um, you know, today. And they talked about, they showed Donald Trump with his speech and all that. And it was emotional. It was definitely emotional at the end. You know. I highly recommend. You know, I... I feel like with certain films, like a, like a documentary like I Am Not Your Negro, which followed uh, James Baldwin's readings, mm-hmm. I feel like when you bring race into a conversation, it paralyzes things and it gets yeah. people to really think. Like I really think race paralyzes conversations, but it paralyzes it to a point where it, it makes the other makes both sides really reassess what we're talking about, what the topic and, at hand is. And I feel so uncomfortable with parts because they had like the white actors throwing out the N word, you know, every other line, right? You right. know, um, and you could like tell Django, people like hateful eight, yeah. <laughs> and you could tell people in the audience, they were like, "How do I react to this? Like, do I laugh? Do I not?" Um, right. But yeah, it, it really gets you thinking. I think everyone should see it. You know, not just black people, not just you know everybody. Get your friends, cousins, whoever. Um, nah, I'll go ahead. No, no, I was just saying this is something that you have to see to sort of understand. You know where we are, why we're here, and sort of what we need to do in order to you know progress as a society. So, I gotta ask you the key question. Mm. Now, I don't usually listen to reviews when they say stuff like this, but is it his best film since Do the Right Thing, or is that just a Ooh. hoax? It's close. It's going to be a close. So, do the right. Do the right. What about Inside Man? No, no, no. Inside no, Man. No, no. no. We're not I mean, putting Inside, Inside Man, Man was good, but right it's thing. not like a, a cultural like. Don't don't do you it. You said Shana. since Do the Right Thing. Like this is his best film since Do the Right Thing. Inside what Man about, can't, like has Crooklyn. come Inside out. Man. Crooklyn. Inside Man was like just Crooklyn. Inside Man was just a good thriller though. Crooklyn was better than Inside Man, in my opinion, in my humble opinion. All right, I would say it's got to be right up there. It's going to be a close a close second. Because I think that honestly, it's probably the most like poignant work that he's done. Okay, next to that, All right. and um, it just got you thinking. You know, it got you feeling the type of way at the end too. So you, yeah, definitely go see it. I I don't know if I'm gonna go see it because I don't see like what is the like what is the point? Because yeah, you infiltrated the clan, but the clan mm-hmm. is still around. Like David Duke later went on to run for governor, and he. Almost won, but they talk. They talk about that as well. They're saying like um, they're trying to. They were trying to with David Duke soften the face of the KKK. They wanted to make it more of a political type organization. And if you do see it, it kind of shows you that it was a lot of people who were in the government, like the FBI, who were preventing it because they were also a part of the Klan as well, right? So they pretty much shut the thing. Well, I don't want to give too much away, but well, I mean, it's history. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So they pretty much shut the whole thing down. Um, once he got once he got too close, so his his boss, the the police captain, was like, "All right, we got to wrap it up, destroy all your evidence, mm-hmm. because it got too close, and too many people were implicated." So I think that kind of just shows you that the system, you know, the, the politicians, the police, the FBI, so basically whoever, the KKK has infiltrated law enforcement. Yeah, yeah. There's something about how some of the guys were in the army, you know, they were, um, yeah. 
I think what the point is, Shana, is it may not be so much for us who who know the story right. or not, or if not know the story, then know that stuff hasn't changed. But it's more so to educate. I feel like films but, like this are to educate. That's but my the fear point. is that I don't think people, especially when you, when you hear Spike Lee's doing a movie, I think that shuts off a whole segment of the population because they're like, I ain't going to go see Spike Lee. You know, um, I think they just already they 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 don't want to hear it. Listen, man, I love Spike, but sometimes he digs his own hole with some of his comments. And he he, he, he fesses up. He does apologize. He yeah. does apologize about it. But I feel like, you know, it's kind of like a Kanye thing, except mm-hmm. Kanye doesn't apologize as much. <laughs> but I, I, I think rec- Spike is more sane than Kanye, but, I you think, know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I just think, um, you know, he's a guy who he tells it like it is. I mean, I think Spike has a set of a lived, a lived experience that, you know, he wants to share to the world. And. You know, regardless of if it, you know, makes anyone feel uncomfortable, he's probably he's going to say it. And he does it in a creative way. Kanye, I guess you could say the same thing about Kanye. He does what he does. It's him. Um, we may not agree with it, but, you know, you can't fault him for that. But I would say I would highly recommend going to see it if you, if you just are free. I think it's at the Royal Oak. Um, what was it called? The, the theater. Um, it's really good. So, Main art. Yeah, it's Main everywhere art. now. Yeah, it's everywhere now. Okay. But you, Shana? You saw something? No, I've been listening to audiobooks. <laughs> Audible? What's the book? What's the book you listen to right now? I'm listening to. The CIA as organized crime mm. by Douglas Valentine. Okay, that sounds I'm, good. I'm listening to Mr. Mercedes by Stephen King. Okay, yeah. it's very good. Uh, they has they have a show out uh, based on it now. I'm actually listening to foreign language uh, audiobooks. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to learn. I want to learn uh, Japanese. I'm, I'm just listening to stuff, and I'm, it's not clicking, though. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. No, no. It's cool. All right. So let's break down our topic today because yeah. I think the base, que- the base question was, are, you really sa- are we really safe out there? Mm. So are we talking about the internet? Because I know we was, we was gearing towards yeah. the internet. Or are we talking about our consumption of what we see on the tube or you know we can we can make we can do an all-encompassing because i think this is a this can be a broad topic that touches a lot of areas um and so yeah let's do it all let's do television internet whatever you think so i will start off i think that obviously the the most obvious question or answer to this question is no um obviously we're not safe um (laughs) as you can see from People's stuff getting hacked on the internet, um, the, the stuff that we're watching on television, sort of. The United States was hacked. The United States, yeah. The United States of America was hacked and attacked um, through the election. And no. They do it all the time. They do it all the time. They do it all. Like in their book, like every left-leaning government, we've infiltrated politically. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> So, so you're saying we hypocrites, huh? Basically. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, we do. But I think this is the first time where the United States itself um, has truly been compromised. We knowingly – well, I, some, I wouldn't say knowingly, but a, a party, a specific party knowingly was complicit in that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it's like a little, you know, a little scarier. Um, but, yeah, obvi- the obvious answer, no, we are not safe. I think that – there's so much access. Our information is all out there for the, the world to see. Uh, you find the right person who can hack into the system, they got you. They got all your information. They got uh, credit cards, you know, social security numbers, all that. So, no, 
I was reading on DetroitNews.com today that mm-hmm. there's a scam like going around where like people are emailing people like we're going to expose your porn search history. <laughs> and like <laughs> um, they were saying like don't fall for it. Me, I can't take no chances. <laughs> I, you, what you want? <laughs> well, what's what's being asked at hand here? Just money or money. extortion? Oh, okay. Money. So it's a, it's basically extortion mm-hmm. and saying like we know your porn search history or like yeah. exposing of you know. It was um, a Black Mirror episode, wasn't it? Oh yes, yes, that yeah, was. It was that was the twist? It was exposing but... of crimes. Like was it, one guy was looking at child porn. Yeah, right. And right. tapped into it. I mean, that Black Mirror episode kind of sums up a lot of this topic, too, because I think... <laughs> yeah, Black Mirror is just... <laughs> That's pretty much what's going on right now. What could happen. What could, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's, it's happening. We it's aren't safe on the internet because there's so much misinformation on the internet also. Yeah. Um, like, when people Google or people use Wikipedia, like, you can edit Wikipedia. Like, anybody can, you know, but... And, like, a lot of people, they ignore, you know, the footnotes at the bottom of the page where you can actually go look to the source of things. And then there's also, like, um, as far as information, um, like, people, they will say things or say things, like, something to be said in a book. Mm. And the book doesn't have any citations, but that book will be later be cited in another book or in another, you know, paper or something like that. So... I think a lot of us, uh, myself included, we fall victim to misinformation. And I think that's a, that's going to be a problem, especially considering how these conspiracy theories like travel so far. I think it's like this con- conspiracy you theory know. I was talking about, like the Q, something like Q Annan or something, mm-hmm. where um, they think like these 13 people in the government have conspired to, I don't know, brainwash the American people. It's some weird conspiracy that these right wing people have. Um and, and they're actually believing this. Like CNN interviewed these people, and they're like, "Yeah, this is exi- This exists. Like the government doesn't want you to know, yada yada, what's going on." And but CNN is like they take part in the spreading of misinformation. Like the mm-hmm. fact that we can only get our news from these conglomerates, and they're mm-hmm. all like kind of pretty much owned by the same people. Yeah, that is true. I think um, it goes down to subjective versus objective statements. Right. Like uh, even going back to Space Odyssey, like you know that film came out in 1968. And people people started the theory that, oh, Stanley Kubrick filmed the landing on the moon. We've never been to the moon. Just because of how exquisite the film was shot, they felt, right. okay, he filmed Neil Armstrong going on the moon. You know, and right. for a while, people actually believed this. Yeah. Do people, you believe we've been to the moon? <laughs> I do. I, I do. If not <laughs> us, then the Russians. I believe I believe one of us been to the moon. I mean, some, but the thing is, as you said, we can't take – some people take statements – as fact, without actually having anything to back it up, those claims, um, and it's so it's so prevalent nowadays. As you were talking about with this, this misinformation, with with technology and internet being able to give people their platforms without any like want to vet it. Um, that's where it, it's kind of scary because I think that people are dumb and we get brainwashed into a lot of things because we aren't willing to do that research on our end. Um, and that's why I appreciate people who are actually taking the time to you know read books, you know like. Reading about the CIA and, and seeing what you know, um, sort of things that took place under their under their control, um, and just doing your research, doing your due diligence, because I think it's so easy to just read the headlines and call it a day, you know, without actually digging deeper and looking at that evidence. There was an incident where there was a lot of famous people um, uploading videos of um, 
certain slavery happening overseas. And then oh, Lupe yeah. came out and said, uh, like, no, guys, don't believe what people are saying. This isn't slavery. I don't know where this was, and I forgot what this was, but I'm trying to look for it. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think it happened in, like, Liberia or something. It was where people – they were calling – I think they were saying that they were being traded or, or taken from their homes because they owed money or something like that. I think it was more so um, like a labor thing. Like, I think they were just, just being paid – I forgot. I forgot what, I, what it was like. About, I really like whenever something comes from the top down, and mm-hmm. by top down, I mean when it's like a celebrity yeah. informing yeah. us about something. Yeah, I'll be like, "This is some bullshit." Yeah, like, yeah. like, like the whole Boko Haram thing. I didn't hear mm-hmm. about it from the news. I heard about it from other celebrities. You know, saying like, "Bring back our girls" right. and stuff like that. But like, where did he come from? Like, how did he get out? Like, he's standing in front of a tank. Like, tanks aren't cheap. Like, they're not Toyotas. So how did he get that? Like, where does he come from? Like, who? Like, he 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 he's not of his own creation. Mm. Like, can you give us some more information instead of saying, like, bring back our girls and then have all the girls been brought back? Yeah. And then there's the Joseph Coney scandal. Uh, oh, with, yeah. Um, what's his first name? Joseph. There's the scandal about a man whose last name was Coney who had, who had child soldiers. And there was a promotional film that came out at the time saying, hey, we need to stop Coney and all this. But I, but by that time, it had already been stopped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember seeing, like, I Coney stickers that. everywhere. Yeah, I remember that. People were like, stop Coney and had the stickers all on campus. I'm like, right. it's just so – but, it's, again, it's easy to fall into these traps because it's – this is our life. Like we see stuff on on internet on the internet on Twitter, we think that it's the truth, but it's oftentimes it's not. And I think we're so quick to um, jump on board things because it seems popular, and that's pretty much how a lot of these these things get started. Because you know you get a celebrity tweeted, and then celebrities have this huge appeal, and obviously their followers are going to tweet it, and it's going to go on the news, on CNN, MSNBC. Listen. Unless it's scripted shows or um, film, I don't really watch the tell a lie vision like that <laughs> because even when even when you watch reality series, things are chopped up. Mm-hmm. Yes, you don't absolutely. know you don't know who went from zero to a hundred. Like I'm gonna speak the most famous example. Um, I, I like Ayala. Ayala fixed my life, yeah. and I remember the infamous DMX episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember, you know, DMX turned up on her because, you know, he was trying to talk to his son and all that. And, you know, I, like other people, I felt sorry for DMX also because I wanted him to have a good relationship with his son. And I thought Ayanla, I feel like, well, maybe she is being a little. But then she got interviewed on a radio show and she says, look, I was with this guy for three days. Y'all mm-hmm. saw 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. This man called me a B word, called me all types of names. And I had to restrain my son from getting like like a little violent with him. Wow. Like, you know, so it's like. When you watch stuff like that, it's chopped up, and you, you take what you see as law, but you don't try to read between the lines. At least she edited it to make him a more empathetic. Right, right, right. There's that, too. At yeah. her expense. Speaking of chopped up, did y'all see the Ray J? Uh, oh, yeah, with the hat. <laughs> the hat moved like With the hat was moving. He was talking to Safari, and he like, man, like I don't watch those type of reality shows. I do watch reality shows. I watch the reunions. Yeah. I don't watch those either. I It's, yeah, I... I have other forms of smut. I just can't participate in that. No, no. <laughs> um, like, he was talking to Safari, uh, Nicki Minaj's ex, mm-hmm. who I, Nicki asked for him back. Um, <laughs> like, and he was having a conversation. Whenever they would cut to Safari and then they would cut back to Ray J, his hat would move. Like, his <laughs> hat would be on top of his head, then it would be on the back, then it would be on the side, <laughs> then it would be, like, all the way down. 
I swear they, they did that. That was a joke. I think they, they did that on did purpose. That. And then like people started making the Ray J hat challenge. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, again, like like revealing the veil. Um, I remember one of the reunions. Um, there was uh, for Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. There's a uh, there's a person on there, Tommy. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and you know she's known to be a little volatile. So one day she was sitting with the ladies and she had a drink in her hand. She was like, "Man, I'm so tired of this." And you hear one of the producers from the back saying, "Tommy, we're rolling." Says, "Nah, man, I'm going to jail today. None of these hoes gonna pay my commissary. Like, why oh, wow. am I even sitting here with them?" That's revealing the veil a bit. Like, yeah. you, like you know this shit is scripted. You know exactly. it is. But at that mo- moment, you see, okay, these are actually real people. Like, this mm-hmm. woman's going to jail, yeah. and she's on a reality show right now, uh, which you know, they do pay them. It's revealing the veil a bit, and you gotta you gotta question yourself. Like, well, am I any better by watching it? Right. It's a guilty pleasure of mine. It's a guilty pleasure of my girls. But like, I can't just limit myself to just watching the reunions. Like for a long time, I stopped watching those kind of shows. But sometimes I bring myself back in just to find something to watch. It's funny. But, it's like I like to watch confrontation. I do. Me too. It's a it's, guilty it's pleasure. Like, it's like good seeing other people's drama. Like, <laughs> it's not yours. Like I like. <clears throat> I like like Last Chance You, like Friday Night Tikes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do love Ayala, but like those those type of shows. But I don't watch first. I like my thing. Like first, I kind of was like, man, I'm done with all reality shows because it's an inferior product. Mm-hmm. They don't want to invest a lot of money in scripted shows because they cost a lot of money. You have to pay actors and all this other stuff. Why would I pay an actor $20,000 an episode or all these actors and have all these extras when I can pay some washed up or some lady that fucked a rapper seven grand an episode? Mm-hmm. Right. It may, no, it does make sense. So, yeah. like, to me, it's like I'm consuming something that they know is an inferior product. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to watch it. I mean, when do we say, though, that it's enough? Like, you all made that conscious decision not to watch it, but there are hundreds of millions of people who who haven't, and you can sort of tell that it's affecting our culture. Well, right, it's yeah, definitely that's... affecting our culture. I feel like I am like I'm a strong individual, mm-hmm. but I did fall into the trap of letting those type of shows shape the way I felt about people. Yeah, like I have really a negative outlook on you know people, you know, watching this stuff. Like oh. You know, she gold digger. Right. Oh, he just, oh, he always cheating and then stuff like that. And then they take up so much of our time mm-hmm. because we watching it. We tweeting about it. Yeah. We going to work and we talking about it the next day. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm just going to cut this out and read books. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I, I try to, I, I keep a balance for the most part. Like, I just now got back into the smut just for entertainment purposes. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, like, I, I, I strictly just watch the reunions because it gives you a summary of everything that happened. And I don't let it affect me. But after a while, I got to be like, damn, like, all these bitches and hoes that's being thrown out. Did, everybody, did anybody right. have a good mama? Did anybody right. have a nice mama? Like, what's going on? Like, but <laughs> it goes beyond just scripted. Okay, just curse her out for a bit. Then we're going to switch to the next segment. It's like, come on. And then you got to think about how we internalize this stuff into our own, like, for, for our children. And, and when I was working in high school as kids, you know, this is like when Bad Girls, well, I guess, like, you know Bad Girls Club. Bad Girls Club. All the girls, they acted like that. Like, <laughs> like bad as hell. And it, it's because the stuff they see on television, they, they don't, no one respects each other. They don't respect themselves because it's like, oh, I can get famous and, and you know, be, act like this because they famous and act like this, right? And I think that sort of tears down this sort of social fabric of, of what's acceptable. I mean, even though what's acceptable depends on, you know, who's defining it. But 
it's just it's not a good look when you have little kids trying to trying to emulate this stuff and trying to be like these people who are fake. Like this is not real. They're going back home and they might be fighting right now. That's for television, but they're best friends. They laughing when they cashing these checks. Um, and so we're just doing such a disservice, though. And I think that that's one of the biggest issues um, regarding our safety. I think that's going to be something we got to look at. I ain't going to lie. Sometimes I worry about the, rea- the reality star's safety. Like, I worry about, like, when they go home uh-huh. and the cameras are off, what are they saying to themselves at the end of the day? They say, like, okay, that was a good shoot. Like, homegirl <coughs> home kind of hurt my feelings, but it's a part of the job. Or homeboy kind of came for my ego, but it's a part of the job. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, do, wor- I do worry about them. Like, yeah. and you know, you know some of their kids are watching it, too. Right. Like, you, you can't deny that. So I just I kind of wonder where where they come from with it. And that's a valid feeling that you have, because like I like I was saying before, it doesn't end. These people have Instagrams. These people Mm -hmm. have Twitter accounts because they have to promote the show. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, you know, behind the veil of anonymity, they say very mean things to these people. They not knowing that this is kind of sort of scripted. You know, like a lot of people like I'm not going to. you know, tweet the the lead actor of uh, Power. Like, oh man, you fucking <coughs> off. Right, right, right. I know it's a, I, but it's a scripted show. Like right. he's an actor. A lot of people they don't believe that these people are actors because they're using their real names. Mm-hmm. They're you know they're real personas. They're promoting their real businesses mm-hmm. on these shows and on their social media platforms. So they do like they do say very mean things. Like I used to. Follow. Um, I don't follow celebrities because people say very mean things, yeah. and it will. Like I remember, I used to follow Beyonce, mm-hmm. and it was a picture of her like by herself, like sitting in a chair. Mm-hmm. This had to been like five years ago on Instagram, and like the comment that I could, because you know they don't show all the comments, right. but the one comment that I saw that said "Blue Ivy is ugly." Wow, who the fuck are you? Like, right. why would you like? It's a child. Why would a you child. say that? To a mother, like not just like not a celebrity, but a mother. Like, why would you say that? Yeah, and they can be even more savage on love and hip hop, talking about each other's kids. And I feel like every reunion I see, I always gotta hear somebody say, "Let's leave the kids out of it." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of disturbing that you gotta keep hearing gotta somebody say that, say that at every reunion because it's <laughs> like y'all should get the hint by now. The kids should be left out of it. Because I mean, it's just the bigger the reaction, the more it's gonna blow up on on social media. That's that's it when it comes down to it. And I think a lot of fans react that they, they, they lack the critical thinking skill to realize that, you know, half of this stuff is fake. Like, you know what they say, don't believe what you hear, only believe, you know, believe half of what you see, none of what you hear. I think, and then, um, a, like, a lot of people, they do that for attention. Like, they say <coughs> negative things to celebrities for attention because it's very rare that you'll see a, a celebrity respond to positive things because they'll have tens of thousands of comments and thousands and thousands of positive comments. Oh, mm-hmm. I love you so much. I love your last album, blah, blah, blah. And if somebody say your last album fucking sucked, mm-hmm. they'll respond to that one individual about how hard they worked and all this other stuff. Jaheim, when he got his hair do, he was responding <laughs> to people clowning him for that. And, um, <laughs> he looked like a newborn baby. <laughs> you know, like, uh, well, I'm be honest, though. Like, that, they, these these people uh, are human. Or Young yes, Jock. Young you Jock had that swoop. What was it? <laughs> right. Young Jock, you know, these they people. Are. They, they are. They yeah. are human. They are, but I think that that's one reason, and I think that's one thing that you give up when you become a celebrity. You give up that fact that you are just a regular person. 
You can't be that anymore. I mean, you can't, you can't give up your humanity. But well, you sort of do. I, I think though. what he's saying is you can't you, you can't go out in public that much anymore. Like right. you, if you see Drake in public, he's going to be bombarded by people trying to get autographs. That's just the way it's going to go. You know. Yeah. Uh, it's not saying he's not human anymore. It's just that you got to be aware that you're you're a super you're a celebrity. If you go to but, the supermarket, go ahead. But even then, I'm I'm thinking like your persona, like who you who you act as you are as an entertainer, singer, rapper, and your actual real life uh, characteristic and personality that sort of merges because you're always on stage like even if you're in the grocery store you're on stage if you walk in your dog you're on stage you you can't be off the stage at all and i think that's sort of that i can only imagine the negative effects that have on your your, your psyche you that, that's why i wonder about the mental stability like i think the realest reality show ever made underrated is i love money if you, you took the former reality oh, contest yeah. from flavor of love i love new york um Megan wants a millionaire or whatever, and you put them for what they, what most of them came on that show for to get yeah. money. I love money. You compete for money. That show was object. That show was objectively one of the best reality shows because it kept it real. Yeah. Shout out to Native Detroiter, Nikki know. Alexander won the first season. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's hoops, uh, hoops. hoops. Yeah. yeah, see, we know them by their by their yeah, ignorant flavor flavor names. But but again, it. And it's, it reminds me of the Truman Show. I love that movie. That, that was such a good movie. It is a great um, film. How we we live for that stuff. We we like to see other people's you know the bad things happen to people. We want to see their 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 anger, their passion, their their joys. Like we we get a sense of purpose from watching them fulfill their lives, which is kind of strange. Or you could flip that and look at it from the from the perspective of Truman. The people yeah. that are on the tube, they got them even questioning their best friends. Like, yeah. are you turning up on me for the camera or are you really mad at me outside of all this um, yeah. VH1 entertainment stuff? Mm. But it's deep, though. It's tough because I can only I can again, I can only imagine how you how you feel. I'm sure it's like a, a battle between themselves, like internally. Who are you? You know, mm-hmm. who do you, who do you represent? Um, and I just can couldn't imagine like the sort of pressure that you under, you know, every day to, to sort of be on. That's got to be rough. Yeah. And then, like, as far as, like, internet safety, like, I'm on, like, I'm on Jordan like a hawk. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't be on YouTube. You can't be, you can't use a browser for anything. Yeah. I don't care what you're looking at. <laughs> like, That's true. Like, but my mom has given her, like, free reign, like, over mm-hmm. her, her, over her iPad. And um, so she knows, like, she... She doesn't go on the the browser, and I deleted the YouTube app. Mm. So she mostly, like, listens to music. Okay. And it's just, like, funny because you know how, like, Apple every Tuesday they make, a like, a playlist just, of your yeah. favorites. So it's, like, Temptations and Teen Titans <laughs> <laughs> on the same playlist. Yeah. Yeah, the, the dark side of YouTube can be something else, man. It, oh, it the could, underbelly it really of YouTube. Yes, yes. It's some crazy stuff. They got... I've gone down a YouTube rabbit hole before, and I'm like, how did I get – what am I looking at? Like, <laughs> it's nuts. Like, you click on one thing, you just continue to click on, like, the suggested on the right side, right. and it ends up being um, crazy. <laughs> That's all I can say. Yeah, th- like, you could become a flat earther for, like, two for like two seconds. <laughs> like, I like, actually believe this. Hold like, on. wait a minute. Wait. Really? Oh, never mind. Earth is not flat, man. Stop it. I said it. for two seconds. Right. There's not evidence. in two evidence. seconds. Scientific proof. <laughs> Listen, uh, I, think, I think the topic of this, um, of this episode has changed. I think we are basically talking about how reality shows have affected us rather than, like, are, are we safe? And I think that that is a legit topic because reality shows are at the forefront of entertainment. Yeah. Real Housewives, Love & Hip Hop, uh, 
The Bachelor, Bachelorette. Yeah. They don't turn up as much on there, but yeah. again, that's flavor just, of love. Yeah, <laughs> that was one of the that was one of the best in our generation growing mm-hmm. up. Yeah, but now it's kind of gotten worse. But our lives have become reality shows too. Like just everyday people. Like again, when you look at somebody's Instagram, you're not seeing the bad parts of them. You're not seeing the struggles they went through. And if if people show their struggles, they get made fun of. Right, right. And so we we're all living this facade that we have to maintain this image because. This is who I want to portray. This is what I want people to think of me as. But when it gets down to who you actually truly are, we fail to sort of nurture that side. Right? So we were constantly trying to be happy when inside you're broken down. Right? And that's where people – and, again, that stems to that mental health issue that people face. And, um, you know, why kids may commit suicide, why people may go into drugs, do drugs, because there's this there's imbalance in who we are. All right. So closing statements. Oh, for me, closing statements, that's why I don't use – I don't watch that stuff. I don't use – well, I do like watch Big Brother, but that's different. That's mm-hmm. the only one I c- truly care about. Um, but I try to avoid – I don't do social media. I don't do YouTube like that. It's just it, – it's garbage, and it takes a lot of your time when I can be doing more productive things like working on this doctorate and finish this thing up. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Um, protect your neck. Like, mm-hmm. just make sure that um, – you're not being affected by the things that you consume on the internet or the TV. I, I think you should, um, above all else, love yourself because you. I mean, you do see a lot of people on the tube that you could interpret it as they don't really love themselves. You know what I mean? So I, I just, I just say that you know, yeah. love yourself at the end of the day. For for the one last time, y'all check out Audible, audible.com forward slash Detroit. Text uh, Detroit to five hundred five hundred. This has been a great episode. Look forward to talking to you all oh, next week. We have a YouTube channel now too. Yes, we is. will. It's the YouTube is Can We Talk uh, Detroit, Podcast Detroit.